Welcome back to another installment of Everything NHL, the hockey segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and we're here with our hockey expert, James Kumar. Hey, what's up, man? So so uh, we're going to go a little bit um, more into the free agency, and then we'll talk about um, some goalie rankings. How about that? Yeah, for sure. It's never too early to be talking about some fantasy hockey. Uh, we'll just... Talk about um, maybe our top uh, 25 goalies uh, for fantasy, and we'll just talk about some other options, and we'll sort of just uh, take an early look, I guess, at goalies for fantasy for next season. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we'll start with a big free agency signing. Um, Darnell, Merce, uh, Darnell Nurse signing an eight-year contract extension with the Oilers. Um, what do you think about this um, acquisition? Yeah, this is pretty big. He had his breakout season this year, so I can understand why he got a big contract extension. It's going to be eight years for $74 million, which is an average value of $9.25 million. That's right around the range where guys like Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski, Kale McCarr, and some of the top young defensemen in the league, even Dougie Hamilton, they kind of got signed for around nine. So it seems like in the good range, um, he definitely needs to continue his high-level play. Uh, obviously, he was one of the better defensemen this year. And I guess um, I think it's a good signing. Um, yeah, the Oilers are pretty privileged to have him. Um, and yeah, he's just got to keep continuing to play the way he's played. And I think the contract will uh, age pretty well. Yeah, so I think Darnell Nurse is definitely one of their better defensemen. So I guess he's one of the players that you would definitely want to keep. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you have him in fantasy and you're playing keepers, he's definitely on your keepers list. There's no question about that. For sure. And I guess we can move on to um, Kasha signing a one-year contract with the Maple Leafs. I think he's getting $1.25 million. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Honestly, it's a depth signing. If anything, obviously, Kasha has a pretty large injury history. So if anything, they can always just put them on the IR if things don't pan out. Obviously, Toronto can afford to pay that kind of money. Um, and it's low risk because it's only for one year and uh, $1.25 million. So if he does play, I mean, he is pretty talented. So, I mean, like I said, it's pretty low risk. For sure. And we'll talk about another Maple Leaf signing. Um, uh, Richie signing a two-year $5 million contract. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, Nick Ritchie actually played really well for Boston last year. Um, 56 games, 26 points. Um, and I mean, at points, he was even playing on like the top power play unit for Boston. He's playing in front of the net. So, I mean, if Toronto uh, is sort of looking for a replacement for Zach Hyman, someone that's like hardworking, um, you know, maybe physically. Um, yeah, Nick Ritchie seems to be a, a lower price version of that. So Leafs were able to save some money. Even though they lost Zach Hyman, they still were able to replace him. For sure. And I guess we can move on to a Detroit signing. Um, Detroit was able to get um, Bertuzzi for two, another two-year contract. So um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, Tyler Bertuzzi, when he is in the lineup, he pretty much is a, a tone setter for this team, both physically and um, he's more of an energy guy too. And he has offense uh, you know, with him as well. So, um, yeah, he's a pretty good uh, player for them. He can play first or second line. 
And yeah, it was good that you were able to lock him up for two years. For sure. Sounds like a really good deal, actually. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if it wasn't for the injury, he'd probably be getting paid a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I guess we can move on to um, a Dallas Stars acquisition. They were able to sign Joel Kivaranta for a two-year, $2.1 million contract. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Kiviranta sort of had his breakout in the playoffs. Um, uh, not this past season, but the season before that. And then obviously he was battling through injuries this year. He only played 26 games. He did have 11 points though. So he was solid when he did play. Um, Dallas locking him up. Obviously they're expecting him to develop maybe into a potential top six forward. I mean, he has the talent to do it. So I think it, it's a pretty low risk signing. For sure. And I guess we can talk about another um, Oilers acquisition, um, Warren Fiegel signing um, with the Oilers for three years and the contract is 8.25 million. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, we talked about this trade last week, actually. Um, they traded Ethan Bear to acquire, to acquire Warren Fogle. And then uh, he was a free agent, even though he was traded. So the Oilers were able to agree to a contract with him, making the trade a good one. Um, so yeah, um, I definitely uh, like that. And uh, yeah, Fogel should improve the depth scoring for the Oilers. For sure. And I guess moving on to the Jets, um, what do you think of um, Riley Nash's one-year contract? Yeah, once again, he's a depth guy. He is solid when he can play. Obviously, he was very injured last year. He didn't play much, whether it's for the Leafs or for the Jackets. I believe that's where they got him from. Um, yeah, it, he just needs to stay healthy. He is an effective player, but yeah, the health is always a concern. For sure. And I guess moving on to a Montreal signing, um, what do you think of um, Lekkonen's one-year $2.3 million contract? Yeah, I mean, he seemed like a very clutch player for them in the playoffs, so he was able to score some key goals. Um, he only had 13 points in the season, but uh, he had three goals in 17 playoff games. Some of them were really clutch. Um, and yeah, uh, he's more of a depth guy. He's going to play bottom six, um, penalty killer, that kind of thing. So yeah, it was, it was more of just a way to sort of lock up some of their core. For sure. And I guess moving on to the Penguins, what do you think of them signing um, McGinn for four years, $11 million? Yeah, I mean, they lost Brandon Tanev in the expansion draft. And obviously they lost Jared McCann in a trade before the expansion draft. So they really needed a forward that can just sort of fit in there, whether need, they need him to play top six, bottom six, whatever. Brock McGinn's sort of that kind of guy. Uh, he's physical, maybe not as physical as Tanev, but still very physical. So I mean, sort of, I see him as that sort of replacement uh, for what Tanev was. For sure. And I guess we can move on to an avalanche um, acquisition. What do you think of Murray signing a one-year contract with them? Yeah, he's purely a defensive defenseman at this point in his career. Um, yeah, if, if Colorado, I guess, wanted to improve their defense after what happened in the playoffs last year, he's pretty much one of the guys they needed to sign. They got it done. They're just slowly adding to their team, trying to build a contender and uh, Ryan Murray, sort of that guy. For sure. And I guess moving on to the hurricanes, um, it looks like, um, Stepin signed for uh, one year. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, he's just sort of uh, been bouncing around as of late. Uh, he's been injured a lot as well. Hopefully he can get back to where he was because uh, he only had six points in 20 games. He, had, he missed 35 games because he had a, a left shoulder injury. Um, he had trouble uh, playing in Canada as well because most of his family was in the States. 
Uh, and then there was the whole um, bubble situation. So it was just really tough for him. Hopefully in Carolina, things will work on. Hopefully I'll have a better season next year. Yeah, for sure. And moving on to another Jets signing, um, what do you think of Stanley's two-year $1.8 million contract? Oh, yeah, this is big. I think the Jets locked down one of the better defensemen for their future. Uh, Logan Stanley really played well um, uh, last year for the Jets. He really emerged as a solid top-four option on defense for them. I mean, the guy is, like, as tall as, like, Zidane Ochara almost, and he's only 23 years old, and, I mean, he's really developing into a solid defender. He could be a big part of the Jets' future for sure. Do you think we'll be seeing more seven-footers in the NHL? I mean, hey, uh, with skates, half the time they're over seven feet anyway, so, yeah, probably. And I guess we can move on to another um, Avalanche signing. Um, They signed... Two guys, both Helm and uh, Jost. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, Tyson Jost uh, just re-signed with them as he was already a member of their team last year. Darren Helm coming from Detroit to sign with them. Obviously, he's more of like a fourth-line center depth type of role. He can you know, kill penalties, that kind of thing. Uh, Tyson Jost, uh, he can play uh, top six, middle six uh, forward. Um, he is pretty solid as well. So it's good that Avalanche are sort of keeping their depth and sort of adding to it also. For sure. And I guess moving on to the Blues, um, what do you think about um, Sanford's one-year contract? Yeah, um, apparently both Sanford and Jordan Cairo got deals, uh, which is good. Uh, two young guys getting locked up. Uh, he got a $2 million deal. Uh, he's obviously a solid forward for them. Jordan Cairo really had his breakout last year. Uh, he had 35 points in 55 games. So he got a two-year $5.6 million contract. Um, they're two guys that if St. Louis wants to continue to have that solid forward depth, uh, they definitely need to, to keep under contract. And like we talked about last week, the last one remaining is to sign Robert Thomas. So uh, he definitely should be the one on their list as they uh, signed Bujnevich, Saad, Barbashev, um, Sanford, and Kairou. So some solid forward signings there this offseason. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to an Ottawa signing, um, what do you think of Victor um, Mete's contract? Yeah, Mete was sort of the odd man out on that Montreal defense. And when he got traded to Ottawa, he just played really well. So it looks like Ottawa wanted to keep him. He's only 23. He's got, um, you know, much more of a ceiling to get to. Um, yeah, I really like the signing for sure. All right. And I guess moving on to the Sharks, um, they were able to get um, Aiden Hill. So I guess what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I mean, Aiden Hill was always the third goalie there in Arizona when he was there. Then he got traded to the Sharks, and he was a free agent, but he did uh, sign a contract with the Sharks for two years. Um, it looks like he is going to be the backup uh, to James Reimer um, in San Jose, might even compete for some starts as well. Um, yeah, so I think that is a good signing, and then I guess they'll just see which of the two goalies ends up playing better this year. For sure. And I guess moving on to a Nashville signing, um, what do you think about um, Dante Fabro's two-year contract? Yeah, another solid defenseman that Nashville has developed over the years, and he just worked out a deal to stay with them. He's pretty much as solid as it gets when it comes to defensemen for this team. All right. And I guess we can move on to um, Aston Reese. Um, signing with the Penguins, um, I think he got a one-year contract, one7 a million. What are your thoughts? 
yeah, he's a solid depth guy for them. He can pretty much play in, in any situation. Um, you know, they, like we mentioned, they lost some forwards over the course of the off season. So it's good. They can have someone uh, re-sign with them like Ashton Reese. For sure. And I guess we can move on to a Chicago signing. Um, what do you think of um, Hagel's three-year, $4.5 million contract? Yeah, Chicago fans really like this guy. Uh, he's one of their better prospects. I mean, he's only 22 years old, and he really played solid for them last year. Um, 24 points in 52 games as a rookie, I believe. Um, it's not too bad. I mean, yeah, he's uh, Chicago fans love him. They believe he's going to be a top six forward next year. So, um, yeah, um, I like the contracts. He's a solid player. For sure. And I guess moving on to a New Jersey contract, um, looks like uh, Tatar signed a really big contract, $9 million for two years. Um, what do you think about this? Yeah, it was kind of interesting because he was pretty much another one of those odd men out from Montreal. Uh, he sort of had a, um, I don't know what it was. He might have been in the doghouse with one of the coaches. He just didn't get to play a lot during the playoffs. I was really surprised that he got money, period, uh, in this uh, um, free agency. I thought maybe it was going to be like he's going to sign for a minimum somewhere or maybe he's going to get like a two-year, $4 million type. But he got a two-year, $9 million. So, I mean, uh, New Jersey probably sees something with him. And, yeah, he's probably going to have a big role there. For sure. And I guess moving on to an Islanders acquisition, what do you think about um, Pellick signing an eight-year contract with the Islanders? Yeah, they really believe in him defensively. He's a top-pairing defenseman on their team. Um, yeah, eight years, which means um, they want him for a long time. He's only 26. So, um, yeah, he'll be there for a long time. So, um, yeah, good on the Islanders. They locked him up. I believe they have some other players they need to lock up. But, yeah, that's a good, good way to start. For sure. And I guess moving on to Seattle, um, what do you think about um, Johansson's one-year contract? Honestly, it's as low risk as it gets. Uh, Marcus Johansson can be a top six forward if needed. Uh, obviously, Seattle does have some depth issues when it comes to high-end scoring. So, um, I mean, yeah, Marcus Johansson, we've seen what he's done in Washington. Um, he was decent in Minnesota last year, but we've seen what he's done with some other teams as well. So hopefully he can sort of replicate it uh, with the Kraken next year. For sure. And I guess moving on to another um, Kraken signing, um, Vince Dunn was able to sign a two-year, $8 million contract. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, he was their pick from St. Louis in the expansion draft. So um, he was a free agent. So Seattle now has agreed to terms with him. And yeah, he's going to be a tall, solid top six defenseman for Seattle this year. And Seattle's defense is looking pretty solid so far. Yeah, for sure. I guess um, Seattle looks like they're going to be kind of like a middle of the pack team going forward. Yeah, honestly, um, we're going to have to see them sort of on the ice. It's really hard to project what kind of a team they're going to be. I know when we get into fantasy goalies, uh, it's tough to project where we should put Grubauer, but I guess I'll have to weigh in some of the options for that. For sure. And I guess we'll jump right into the top 25 goalies. Um, we'll start with the top five. And who do you have? Yeah, well, I'm just looking at NHL.com's rankings, and I'll sort of just see uh, what I think of them for myself. I know Andre Vasilevsky is here at number one, Robin Lehner at number two, um, Darcy Kemper at number three, obviously with a new team in Colorado, Semyon Varlamov number four, and Igor Shesterkin is number five. Um, honestly, uh, the rankings aren't too bad. Uh, I would put Vasilevsky at number one for sure. 
Um, Laner at number two is also pretty solid since he plays for Vegas. Uh, Kemper, assuming he stays healthy, should be number three playing for the Avalanche. Um, I don't know if I'd put Varlamov at number four just because we don't know how much Sorokin is going to play for the Islanders. Um, they've got Shesterkin at number five. Obviously, the Rangers will need to take a step forward for that to happen. I think I would rather have someone like, I know Connor Hellebuck's at number six for Winnipeg. He's always been really solid. I might have him maybe at number four. Also, Marc-Andre Fleury at number seven. I definitely think Chicago will be better with all their acquisitions. So it's possible that he that he's also a little bit higher. Um, but yeah, that's sort of how I see my top five. I might put Hellebuck and Fleury over uh, Varlamov and uh, Shesterkin. For sure. And I guess we can, you already talked about Halibut and Marc-Andre Fleury a little bit. So we'll move on to eight to 10. And what are your thoughts on those? Yeah. Um, eight here, they have Freddie Anderson. Yeah, he's going to be on a new team with Carolina. He is a solid goalie. He has played behind some poor defenses in Toronto and still played really well. He should get the wins in Carolina. I think that's what they're seeing here. So I think I do like him at number eight. Uh, they have Elias Sorokin here for the Islanders at number nine. Obviously, having two Islanders goalies here is tough, um, especially since we don't know how much each of them are going to play. I might have Sorokin slightly outside of the top 10, um, not right in the top 10. And I mean, they have Spencer Knight at number 10 for Florida. He might not even be getting all the starts. So I feel like that that's a little bit too high. I think for me, I might move up Philip Grubauer, who's at number 11. And Cam Talbot for Minnesota is really solid as well. Um, so I'd probably move those two inside the top 10. For sure. And I guess we can go from 13 to 15. What are your thoughts on those? Yeah, UC Saros as well. I might even take him over someone like Sorokin because you know you're going to be getting the starts. He has a solid defense in front of him in Nashville, and he was spectacular last year. So I think Saros is a good pick. Then maybe, um, yeah, 14th, uh, Elias Hampson off for Washington. I know he had his uh, COVID issues and stuff last year, but I think he should have a bounce back here this year. They have Thatcher Demko at 15. I think that's just going to sort of depend on how Vancouver looks this year. I mean, his stats were really solid. He's going to keep developing as a goalie. So, um, but yeah, I, I feel like it might be a bit early to take him. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of injuries underneath him. I actually see Jordan Bennington all the way at number 20. I feel like that that's kind of low. I might even take him over Demko. Uh, he was really solid near the end of last year and in the playoffs for the St. Louis team. That's definitely going to be a lot healthier and a, and a lot better this year. So maybe move Jordan Bennington all the way up to 15 over someone maybe like Demko, who uh, we don't know what kind of Vancouver team he's going to be playing uh, behind. So, yeah, that's just my opinion there. Yeah, for sure. And I guess another player who is really low, I see Carey Price at 19, but I guess you can talk about 16 to 19. Yeah, um, I think the reason Price is at 19 is because uh, he is going to be injured to start the season, so we don't know how many games he's going to play at the start. So I, I would draft him inside the top 15 if he's starting from day one. Yeah, I would have him over Bennington if that was the case. But um, yeah, so they put Price at 19. Obviously, Kevin Lankin in for Chicago. Um, Flurry is the starter there now for sure. He's already made a video about it. He's going to play for all those Chicago fans. Um, but yeah, Lankin in. I guess in his starts, he should be solid. I probably would take Jack Campbell or Peter Mrazek over him because I have more faith in, in Toronto being a better regular season team than Chicago. Um, Campbell's at 17 and Mrazek's at 18. I guess they assume Campbell will be the starter, and I'm going to assume that as well because I think that he is the better goalie right now. Um, but yeah, Lankinen, you could take him inside the top 20, I guess, if you really believe in this Chicago team. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can 
go from 21 to 25. What are your thoughts? Yes, they have Vitek Vanacek here for Washington. Yeah, as as long as uh, Washington is going to be a good team, yeah, he's a solid guy to take as maybe your number three goalie in a league. Um, If he's your number two, it's a little shaky because he might not get all the starts because we mentioned Samsonov is technically the starter there. Um, And then you got Linus Olmark at 22. If he ends up being the starter for Boston, you're actually getting him as a steal at 22. Obviously, Jeremy Swayman's also here for Boston, so I guess they don't know who's going to start in net. But those are the two Boston goalies. They should both be really solid. I think I'm Mackenzie Blackwood here for New Jersey. Uh, even on a bad team like New Jersey, he's always been really solid in terms of his stats. So you might not be getting the wins or the shutouts, but uh, he'll have good averages for you. And then they have Jake Ottinger here for Dallas. He's actually the highest Dallas goalie, surprisingly. Um, maybe they expect him to start. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, yeah, it could be Bishop. It could be Holtby. It could be... Hudobin, they have so many goalies in there right now. I think it's really tough taking a flyer on a Dallas goalie. So I might drop Ottinger out of the top 25, but that's just my opinion. For sure. And I guess there are other guys outside top 25. You mentioned Ben Bishop. I think he is injured, so that might be one of the reasons why. Um, there's Sergei Bobrovsky, um, Jakob, Mark Strom, Carter Hart. What are your thoughts on those guys? Yeah, Carter Hart's one of those guys where I think we can expect the bounce back season from him. So I might drop him into the top 25 just because um, I really see him taking the next step in terms of development. Obviously, he was headed that way and then he sort of had a, a bad year last year. I don't think it's going to be as bad. Obviously, they got better defensemen there. Uh, Ryan Ellis came in in free agency. Uh, they got Rista in, who might not be the best defensively, but I think he will be better for the Flyers. Um, so yeah, Carter Hart should be a bit better. Markstrom, I feel like they have him kind of low. There's no reason he should be that low. Um, Calgary's defense, I know they lost Giordano, but the rest of the defense is pretty solid. So I really wouldn't sleep on Markstrom. Bobrovsky should be the starter. I have no idea why um, Spencer Knight is ahead of him. He's getting paid the money. He is going to start game one. I don't think there's much of a question about that. So I might have Bobrovsky a little bit higher and drop Knight. Tristan Jari, I think people are just over-exaggerating with what happened in the playoffs. He needs to be a top 25 goalie also. Um, yeah, he gets the wins. He'll have good averages. He plays for Pittsburgh. Uh, there's not much else to say other than that. And then we talked about Carter Hart. And then I guess uh, number 30 here is Alex Nedeljkovic. He could be a sleeper actually uh, heading to Detroit. He was solid in Carolina. We don't know how Detroit's defense is going to be, but um, he should be really solid. And then you got other options here. Kapokakin in Minnesota, Chris Drieger, Seattle. And Bishop Dallas, Cal Peterson, LA. A lot of these guys are backups. Peterson might be a starter. Dummers, Leakins, Columbus, John Gibson, Anaheim, Jarl Halak, Vancouver, who's also a backup. You got Rask here if he signs. Um, there's some other guys not here. Obviously, Anton Hudobin, I don't think we talked about. We didn't talk about someone like James Reimer heading to um, San Jose. Yeah, there's a few others here. Um, I don't know why, but I don't see Mike Smith, and he definitely should be on this list because the Oilers are going to be good. Um, yeah, so I think definitely the next time we take a look at goalies, I'm definitely going to have to come up with a list because I don't agree with everything here. But, um, yeah, I guess it's an overall early look. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah, I guess one thing um... – what this list indicates and you mentioning that there's guys who are not even on this list who you can definitely have an argument that deserve to be in the top 25 or even in the top 37. I think that tells me that 
there's going to be a lot of um, depth this year in terms of fantasy goalies. Yeah, I was just going to say that actually a lot of years, it's really looked shallow for the goaltending position, but not this year. I think this year is looking really good. So I think you might be able to wait a little bit later in your drafts when taking goalies. I know targeting defense has always been a big thing for me. Also targeting those high-end forwards, which is going to make a difference for you down the stretch. So in the early rounds, like maybe the first two rounds, you grab two high-end forwards. Like maybe you grab like a, a Nikita Kucherov and like a Sidney Crosby in like your first two rounds. And you have those two high-end forwards that are just going to produce for you, stuff like that. And then maybe you can target defensemen in like the next two rounds. And then maybe you can wait all the way till the fifth round to start grabbing your first goalie because there are a lot of solid goalies here, I think. Um, if you're in a standard 12-team league, I mean, the top 12 they have here, 12 is Cam Talbot. So, I mean, if you get Cam Talbot as your first goalie, I think you should be, you know, in good shape. Uh, he's really solid. Even a guy like UC Saros here. You can even find, like, Carey Price here, Jordan Bennington. There's a lot of solid goalies. Like, I, I wouldn't even be worried. Um, yeah, um, honestly. Yeah, like, even, like, I see Carey Price um, since he's injured people might not necessarily take him in the first round. So you might be able to actually get him in the, or not. Yeah. You might be actually be able to get him at like even later rounds than you'd normally draft him at. So yeah, carry price, probably a good second goalie to target. So then you could potentially have two number ones. I definitely agree with that. It's so like, maybe you go early, you grab like a Freddie Anderson, then you come around and maybe get carry price a little bit later. You got two solid goalies that could, be like number ones and then maybe for number three you could grab like an Alex Nadalkovich to throw on your bench and he might even turn out for Detroit then you got three solid starters there you know then maybe um, Jeremy Swayman's on your waiver Yarrow Halak's on your waiver then um, if you have an injury you have a, a guy that can put up solid numbers you know so I uh, yeah goaltending seems to be pretty deep this coming season does that mean goals are going to be down I don't know but uh, I think things are looking really good to start but we'll definitely dive into it closer to the season Yeah, for sure. And I guess, uh, do you have any final thoughts um, about, I guess, just anything from the NHL in general? Yeah, I think we covered most of the stuff for free agency. I guess for goalies, I can say, um, if you take a goalie early, um, you got to make sure you're taking a workhorse goalie that's going to be getting a lot of starts, which is why I don't agree with them having someone like Sorokin in their top 10, or even a guy like Spencer Knight as a rookie. Um, if you're looking for uh, a top 10 goalie, you're looking for a guy that's going to get the starts um, and uh, on a team that's going to get him the wins, right? Um, if he's in the top 10, he should have good averages and he should be getting the wins because, um, I mean, you're spending, if they're like a top 12 or a top 10 goalie, you're getting them in the top five rounds of the draft, maybe even earlier than that. So uh, you need a guy that you can bank on. And that's why, Spencer Knight, he's even listed here as a rookie. So uh, I wouldn't put full on stock into having him as a top 10 goalie. I think I disagree with that. A guy like Philip Grubauer, even though he plays for Seattle, who we don't know a lot about yet, I still think he's still a, a more sure option. Even a guy like Cam Talbot, we see what he, he can do. UC Saros as well. Guys like that, you're investing higher draft picks. You want to get a guy that's getting the bulk of the starts and has really good stats. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of similar to, I guess, fantasy basketball a little bit. Um, when you draft in your early rounds, you generally want to pick players that can pretty much do any anything, fill any stat. And then later in, in the draft, you kind of um, 
I guess, get players that kind of specialize a little bit. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think for goalies, um, especially early, yeah, they got to have good averages and they got to get you wins. I feel like shutouts is more of a bonus because you can't really predict those. But you got to be on with guys that are getting wins. I know Fleury uh, was a solid wins guy last year. Vasilevsky's always been. Uh, I mean, you're probably drafting Vasilevsky with your first rounder um, if you take him. So, um, yeah, I think if you do decide to use your first rounder on him, he's probably a late first rounder. Um, I think you're getting a solid goalie. Or you could wait till maybe round two and grab someone like Laner, who um, now with Flurry gone in Vegas, he's going to be getting all the starts, and he has been pretty solid. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that about um, wraps it up for and everything NHL this week. Um, if you liked uh, watching us, you sub- you can subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, uh, leave us a review, um, give us your thoughts on who you think is going to be in the top twenty-five for goalies, and just your thoughts on goalies in general. Um, If you liked listening to us, you can follow us on Spotify and you can follow us on both Apple Music and Google Podcasts. If you need some sports picks, you can follow us at FanFanPodcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you next week.